I think it'd be incredibly important on a couple of different fronts, right? I think, um, you know, speaking for me personally, I'd be obviously it'd be an incredible honor, right, to play to play baseball at that level. Uh, because if you think of, you know, I'm sure we, we often have the discussion of like who's the greatest athlete ever or the most dominant athlete ever or whatever. And, and anytime we have those discussions, we're considering it on a world stage, right? So if you think of, you know, who's the greatest, uh, fastest man ever, right? Usain Bolt. Well, we know that because he competed against the best in the world. Right. Same with like a Michael Phelps, for example, or, or even if you look at um, golf, right, the best golfers in the world are competing on the world stage. Same thing with like even the UFC. Right. Like it's it's fighters on the world stage. So when the World Baseball Classic came around, we got to see similar to like the World Cup. Right. It's a different energy. And uh, I think, you know, you can see watching it how much pride the players take in it. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. You just heard from David Gallagher on what it would mean for Ireland to be represented in a future incarnation of the World Baseball Classic. Gallagher is a member of the Irish Wolfhounds baseball team who will be taking on the NYPD Finest on June 17th in Rockland County, New York. For tickets and more information, head to irishbaseball.org. We'll hear an interview with David Gallagher later in the show. But right now, I have the other side of that ball game. Dennis O'Sullivan is the manager of the NYPD Finest baseball team. Dennis, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. So I think when a lot of people hear the NYPD Finest, and they might be thinking, this is a group of guys who gets together kind of like a beer league softball team. But it could not be further from the truth. There is a lot of talent on your ball club. Very much so. We... uh you know, we have probably the, uh, um, certainly the uh, the biggest police department on the planet. We do have a wide pool to choose from. Uh, so we have everyone on the team played college ball. handful of guys played independent leagues. We had some guys in the past that have played minor league uh, ball, like as high as double A, I believe. Uh, or guys who have had consideration from teams, gone to workouts. Like a, that they're competitive enough. And, and we, we practice a couple times a week. We play three or four games a week during the season uh, and we play in leagues. We play in tournaments. We do charity events. Uh, we travel for other goodwill trips, tournaments uh, at home and abroad. When all said and done, every year we end up playing anywhere from 60 to 80 games a, a summer or a season. That's awesome. And we don't want to focus too much on the upcoming game, June 17th against the Irish Wolfhounds. But we do want to talk about it for just a quick minute. How did all of this sort of come about and how excited are you to take on another team that might have a surprisingly deep bench of talent? We're definitely excited. Um, you know, we always want to make new friends with uh, new teams from any corner of the planet we can find. Uh, we recently did a trip to Colombia, uh, played some local teams in uh, Cartagena, Colombia. Um, so our reach is like always looking for new uh new bases, new friends, new, com new competition, new challenges. Nowadays, that the, the world is so much smaller with social media, and it's so much easier to interact and meet people, share ideas, make new friends, whatever. Um, I guess both teams have a social media presence or are able to interact in different communities that we both uh, probably, like circles we both operate in. Uh, the Rockton Boulders is an organization just outside of New York City. They're very friendly with us. They they have a great organization, like a total class act from from the general manager down to 
the guy who sweeps the floors. They're all incredible people there. So they're always looking to host events. And when we come across people or someone comes across somebody, we're all about setting up games. And, you know, if they're anything like us, and I bet they are just baseball players, they're always eager to new competition, make new, make new friends, uh, take on new challenges. So how does this team sort of help the NYPD to interact with people in some different ways because I think a lot of people are used to if they're interacting with the police it's probably not something great like either you know they've had something happen to them or you know maybe they're being suspected of something but this is a way to sort of get officers in the NYPD out in the public and not dealing in those harsher interactions exactly like you said some people have a certain uh, perception of what police are like, who they are, what they do. So a lot of teams that we play for the first time, you know, they probably come with some kind of bias or some kind of, you know, preset notion of what it's going to be like. And as the game goes on, they, they see like that. We're just like them. We're just regular guys. Uh, they, they're, we end up laughing with like, they laugh at because we make fun of each other more than anything. I usually have to warn umpires before games like, uh, Listen, when you hear my guys yelling, like they're yelling at each other and making fun of each other, like they're just having a great time. Uh, so other teams, uh, they can't help but fall in love with us as well, uh, with just seeing how much fun we have. And then by the end of the season, like if there's a new team in the league that maybe was skeptical, by the end of the year, these teams, are, they all they all love us. They, we've had guys that we played against that said they became cops and now play on our team because they played against our team. And I have no idea how to fathom the stress that you must be under on a day-to-day basis at work, all of your players. So how great is this, not only for getting the NYPD out in the community and showing people you know, more of the personal side of some of the officers, but how great is it for the officers to have this time to sort of unwind and engage in something that's physical activity that's getting them out in the nice weather, getting them to do something sort of be in a group, but not always in that high stress work environment. I'm uh, I'm constantly reminding the guys. Uh, I always give them the saying the, I'd rather have a bad day on the field than a good day at work. It, it's a great way to blow off steam. Uh, it's a great way to talk, work with your friends, whether you need to vent or you need advice. Um, it's a great way to network and meet other people from around the city. Cause the officers or the players on our team are spread out throughout the city. So it's great for that. It's a great way for, you know, team building. I always tell them being good at one will make you better at the other. Uh, so if you're a good cop, you're going to probably be a good teammate. You're going to be a good ball player. You work hard on the field. That same work ethic will carry over to work. And it's just it's a win-win all around. It's just nothing but good comes out of playing a great team sport. And what's it like as the manager of this team to try to deal with all of these big personalities? I mean, these are people who are used to being in control of most of the situations they deal with during the course of the day. So what's it like to be the person sort of in control of all those different types of personalities? Uh, I remind them like, you know, like some of them. Once in a while, like a new guy will call me coach. I tell him, like, I'm not your coach. Every guy on the team is your coach. Everyone helps each other. I'm here to manage the game and manage personalities. And I try to at least, uh, like, there's times where I need to to manage a guy like a pitcher. I may leave him out there a little bit longer than I should just because I, I know maybe he needs the confidence boost to, to show that I have confidence in him to get through a certain situation. Uh, so a lot of it is managing, like, a 
Like I know what hours everybody works. I know if somebody did a midnight shift and then they come to a 10 o'clock game after getting right out of work in the morning, like what I can expect from them and how I can put them in a position to, to succeed. Um, so a lot of it is managing the game and juggling that with managing the personalities. And then obviously the name Dennis O'Sullivan. This is the Irish baseball podcast. So I'm assuming that we have a long line of Irish heritage in your background. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Not only, you know, your Irish heritage, but how it sort of shapes your personality. Uh, well, both of my parents uh, immigrated here from Ireland. My father from Cork and my mother from Roscommon. I've been to Ireland probably 12 or 13 times in my life, always planning to go, trying to plan another trip. So it's obviously been, it's still a big part of my life. My parents still, a lot of my friends can't understand their brogues. Everything about my life is, you know, comes from my Irish heritage. And then just growing up here in America, my brother and I were born here, first generation. Uh, But we certainly are constantly reminded with uh, a large Irish Catholic family that um, I'm in touch with my cousins who are still scattered around Ireland, my aunts and uncles, some of which live in America, many that live still in Ireland. Uh, So it's it's a constant part of my life. And obviously there's almost the stereotype of the Irish cop that was developed for now well over a century in the Northeast of the United States. Do you find that there still is this tendency for a lot of Irish Americans to gravitate towards the police force, or is maybe that tapering off a little bit now in the 21st century? Uh, I do know obviously the historical context of it, but it's certainly, uh, it's certainly changed um, for the, for the better that the, uh, our team is very diverse uh, for a lot of guys from different backgrounds. Uh, So culturally guys are exposed to uh, different, like the the Puerto Rican guys, the Dominican guys, the guys from Southern and Central American um, still like a couple of guys with Irish heritage and, it makes for such a, a great melting pot and a great mesh of uh, of people. Like uh, I w- like I always say, like our team is is what society should be. It's just nobody cares what anybody looks like. They all just love baseball, and it's a common thread that brings everyone together. Uh, it's, it's part of the beauty of the game or any team sport. Just baseball happens to be our favorite one. Uh, so it's it's a great way to bring different people together from one common goal, one common love of a, a sport. Dennis O'Sullivan, thank you so much for joining us on the Irish Baseball Podcast. Can't wait to see you guys take on the Irish Wolfhounds on June 17th. For tickets, head to irishbaseball.org. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, We're looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Like I said, we always want to make new friends from different places, and I'm sure they're going to have a great time as well. That was Dennis O'Sullivan, the manager of the NYPD Finest Baseball team, who will be taking on our very own Irish Wolfhounds on June 17th in Rockland County, New York. For tickets, go to irishbaseball.org. I'm Rick Becker. Sam Davis is going to have the call for that game. And here he is with David Gallagher of the Wolfhounds. Welcome to a special interview leading up to the first ever all-Irish baseball team, the Irish Wolfhounds, playing on June 17th. I'm Sam Davis. A pleasure now to be joined by David Gallagher, a member of Ireland's national baseball team last year. He's going to be playing shortstop, little third base for the Irish Wolfhounds. David, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, Sam. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure for sure. 
course, of course. And David, you spent a year of your childhood uh, living in Westport, County Mayo. What does it mean for you to represent your country playing for now the Irish American Baseball Society, but as well last year with Ireland's national baseball team? So I, I was born in America and right? I was born in Cleveland. Um, my parents are from Ireland. Basically, all of my family is. is and when we were a kid, uh, I think I was about 13. I would have been in like eighth grade here. So, uh, yeah, we decided to to up and move to Ireland. Um, my brothers and I went kicking and screaming, of course. Uh, and but when we got there, obviously uh, being surrounded by, you know, family, um, it was an incredible experience. Um, one thing that was a shock for sure was that uh, I had there was no talk of baseball when we lived there. Um, so, you know, Gaelic football, uh, rugby, um, things like that were, were what we spent our time doing. But as far as, you know, what it means to me, um, it's an incredible opportunity, right? Uh, not everybody gets to, you know, represent where they come from, their country, their blood, right, on the, the national stage or the international stage. And, and now, especially with the Olympics and the World Baseball Classic, you know, the international level really is the highest level of, of baseball that, that's being played. And we saw it this year. I think it was evident in the World Baseball Classic. Um, so, you know, this is where my family comes from. I'm incredibly proud to be from there. My parents are incredibly proud to be from there. Um, so it really has been a, a real um, incredible opportunity, a good blessing. Um, and I'm excited to see still what, what the future holds, right? Because I think as Irish people, we're very proud in general. Um, that's probably one of... Uh, <laughs> our most, uh, most well-known qualities, right? Um, so I think uh, the Irish blood definitely runs thick in, in my family as well. David, you mentioned, you know, growing up originally in Cleveland, Ohio. What made you interested in, in the game of baseball from a young age, going back to your roots there? Yeah, to be honest with you, Sam, I don't even remember. Um, I, have a, I have two younger brothers. One of them is 18 months younger than me. So him and I kind of grew up together playing just sports in general. Um, obviously, my parents being from Ireland, they had, you know, my dad had no idea what baseball was when he came here. Probably didn't um, even know the rules or anything, I assume, no, right? I mean, I, I guess the only frame of reference would have been like cricket or rounders, right? But when he came here, um, you know, one of the blessings he gave us was he wasn't like, okay, you're going to play soccer because I played soccer, right? So he was like, yeah, I guess whatever they take to. And sometime along the way, um, we started throwing a ball and hitting it. And uh, yeah, we, we really took to it. So we were big like Cleveland Indians fans growing up and, um, you know, played our, our whole lives uh, with baseball. And it was definitely the sport that we took to, to mo the most. Playing, uh, you played a couple years at Marshall University, a couple years at um, University of Mount Olive, and then a couple years, obviously, uh, independent ball, pro ball. So now being away from from college and, and professional baseball, how much do you look forward to stepping back out on the field and, and just like lacing those cleats up again and, and getting back out there? Yeah, yeah. So to be honest, um, you know, Sam, I I had a, a pretty bad injury when I was a senior in high school and it kind of, you know, derailed my career in a lot of ways. And, and I was very bitter at baseball. Um, I didn't really have a college career. So yeah, I was on the team, um, but didn't really play much, didn't really have much to show for it. So, you know, there was five years between when I stopped playing uh, in college and when I picked back up an independent ball. And um, like I said, I was very bitter at the game, thought I was dealt, you know, a bad, a bad hand um, when it came to my shoulder injury. Um, but the time away, it was just like something was missing and it was an itch that needed to be scratched. And then began getting back into independent ball, kind of going on that circuit. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing like stepping between those white lines. It doesn't matter, you know, what uh, what you do, right? Whether it's business or or hobbies or whatever, you know, like you said, lacing up the cleats, getting between the white lines, and then and then having iron on your chest. Um, it is special, and uh, like I said, that's why I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity. But yeah, it's a buzz that's tough to uh, tough to replicate elsewhere. That's for sure. Certainly is. I miss my playing days as well, so I get that also. <laughs> um, how important would it be for you? And I kind of asked this a little bit already, but you mentioned the World Baseball Classic and how much of a success that was this past year. If you can imagine Ireland being in the World Baseball Classic, how special do you think that would be? And for you personally, if you were playing in that World Baseball Classic, how important would that be for you? I think it'd be incredibly important on a couple of different fronts, right? I think um, you know, speaking for me personally, I'd be obviously it'd be an incredible honor, right, to play to play baseball at that level. Um, because if you think of, you know, I'm sure we, we often have the discussion of like who's the greatest athlete ever or the most dominant athlete ever or whatever. And, and anytime we have those discussions, we're considering it on a world stage, right? So if you think of, you know, who's the greatest, uh, fastest man ever, right? Usain Bolt. Well, we know that because he competed against the best in the world. Right. Same with like a Michael Phelps, for example, or, or even if you look at um, golf, right, the best golfers in the world are competing on the world stage. Same thing with like even the UFC. Right. Like it's it's fighters on the world stage. So when the World Baseball Classic came around, we got to see similar to like the World Cup. Right. It's a different energy. And uh, I think, you know, you can see watching it, how much pride the players take in it. And for me personally, obviously, it would be the ultimate honor to not only play the game I love, but do it at the highest level, representing where I'm from, right? So it's kind of, it, it's tough to beat. But I think for Ireland's perspective, I just think it's such an incredible opportunity because if the goal is to grow the game, right, I think, you know, you said you spent some time there. Uh, the energy in Ireland is different. They're, they're very, like, proud people to be where they're from um, and they have a work ethic and a tenacity that's that's tough to tough to compete with, right? And we look at from a baseball perspective, if the if the goal is to grow the game, I think the World World Baseball Classic is the route, right? And, and I've drawn the comparison similar to if you think of we when they were trying to grow soccer in America, right? Um, over the past you know decade or so, what they did was they brought the world's biggest stars. Right. So they brought David Beckham, they brought Henri Ibrahimovic, all these people to America and kids in America, you know, watching David Beckham play for the L.A. Galaxy. They didn't care. He was from England. They just saw a guy in America playing soccer and they were like, OK, well, I want to try that. Right. Similar to even a guy, an Irish guy like Conor McGregor. Right. Like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with everything he does, but I think from an athlete's from an athlete's perspective, you got to give the man his due, you know, to build the recognition for the sport, the way he did in Ireland, you know, before he came along, there was no Irish guys in the UFC, definitely no champions. And now, you know, from, from what I've understood, there's a UFC gym on every corner in Dublin and it's because he won. Right. So yeah, he, he had the, the, the gold belts, but he had an Irish flag draped around his back when he was holding those gold belts. Right. So I think the opportunity we have to, to grow the game of baseball is twofold. Obviously it starts grassroots, Right starts with the people in Ireland and there's there's certainly some very capable people there that I've come to know who are very passionate about the game right um, so I think that part is very important and then I think we have the unique ability and opportunity to kind of inject experience knowledge talent wisdom of the game right know-how into that and kind of 
cut the learning curve, right? So it gives us the opportunity to take advantage of growing the game grassroots while, you know, the American Irish influence can really be like added to that. And then that's where we see the game can explode because, you know, I'm thinking of if you're a kid in Ireland, right. And, and you know, you're looking for something to do and, and, you know, it's on ESPN or, or, you know, someone's streaming it and you see guys with Ireland on their chest playing baseball. Again, you don't care the kids from Cleveland or the kids from Chicago or the kids from Dublin or wherever, all you're seeing is Ireland. And you're going to think, well, dang, that looks kind of cool. I want to go do that. And that's going to send an influx of kids into the programs, um, the grassroots programs in Ireland, which I said, they have very capable people there running it. I think it all ultimately just comes down to, it, all, it always comes down to players, right? Players and structure. So if you have talent, you can compete. And I think we have the talent um between the the guys in ireland and then certainly the people who you know i don't want to say like american irish like we're irish right like that's that's what we are that's what we you know would uh say we're from so having the opportunity for us to like i said kind of inject that energy that passion that talent that wisdom that knowledge that experience into the irish game I don't see why why it wouldn't be the best of both worlds for everybody um, if the game if the goal is to grow the game and then to compete on the world scale right because there's all kinds of you know stuff recognition funding all the stuff comes from winning winning solves all right so if we can get to that level and compete at that level um, yeah I think it's going to be such an opportunity but the other thing is like time is of the essence and we got to make sure we take advantage of I think this generation of players because we've got some incredible kids that I've played with over the past couple of years uh, on the Irish national team um, who are really passionate about it. But at the same time, you know, we want to be in a position to compete and to win, right? And, and I think I think that solves all, is, is if we can get to the World Baseball Classic and compete, because we saw some of the teams, right? Great Britain and France and, and uh, you know, Germany and, and some of these teams and you know obviously you live in New York so <laughs> if you walk around New York every other person's Italian or Irish right so so there's a there's an Irish roots that's there that we can draw from there's there's players right so so I think um, yeah we, we've got a we've got a real opportunity to to do some damage and make some headway but I think like I said time, time is of the essence and there's no better way to figure out if if we can really do it than to compete at the the world's biggest stage. Certainly true. June 17th, the Irish Wolfhounds are going to make their debut. If you can't make it to the game at Clover Stadium in New York, check out our live stream. More information on that. The Irish American Baseball Society social media. David, thank you so much for, for taking some time. Good luck. Yeah, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. And good luck on the call. Hopefully you'll be calling some home runs for us. I hope so. We'll see. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm Rick Becker, and we are very busy here at the Irish Baseball Podcast. We're so busy that we're going to change up our normal schedule of every other week. I will be back next Monday, May 28th, to talk with two members of the front office for the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, the high A minor league affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies. They will preview their upcoming Irish Heritage Night and talk about all the great things that come from working in minor league baseball. This is the Irish Baseball Podcast.